0: And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Judy Sargent on the line, and she is an efficiency consultant and business and life coach over at Sargent Workflow Solutions. Judy, welcome to the show.
1: Adam, thank you so much. I appreciate you and the time.
0: So, I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Sargent Workflow Solutions and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So, how'd you get started in your career and in business?
1: Absolutely. So, I take it back to college. I was one of those kids that didn't really know what I wanted to do when I went to school, and I was up at the University of Rhode Island, and I decided I wanted to be a doctor. So, I started pre med, and I went four years of uh, pre med. Was six credits away from finishing school and went down to Atlanta my senior year. And that was uh, St. Patty's Day weekend. Um, I had a friend that had graduated from college that actually um, had moved back to Atlanta, visited with her and decided, you know what? I think I want to move here. So I went back home and I told mom and dad, love you. I'm gonna pay for school, not finishing those six credits. And I packed up and moved to Atlanta. And I ended up getting down there, obviously, no job, no career, and realized, huh, I might actually want to um, figure out something to make some income. So that was back in the 90s when we answered newspaper ads, correct? And so yeah. I, um, I found a newspaper ad for an advertising traffic manager, and I had no idea what that was, but I thought advertising sounded really cool. I applied for the position and actually got it. Uh, still friends with my mentor now to this day. And she really trained me um, on the basics. So just to kind of give a little bit of background, traffic is sort of old school project management and advertising. You had account people that managed clients and creatives that did the work. And this traffic manager was sort of a facilitator, gatekeeper, everybody play nice person that facilitated in between. So I learned the ins and outs of that. Um, this initial boss, I was actually only with her for about six months. And I got recruited by a big agency in Atlanta, which is now called um, 22 Squared. It used to be called West Wayne. And I was brought on board and worked with a team of about seven or eight other traffic managers. I managed 300 projects at a time by myself. I was working 70 to 80 hours a week and loving it was in my early 20s. Uh, Became my life, my career, my family. Um, Stayed there for five years, realized I was really burnt out and all of a sudden realized that I needed to, you know, kind of move on. Uh, hindsight learning, uh, lots of great things, what could go wrong, how to raise their flags, how to come up with great solutions, how to work with different types of people. So I left there, went to a very small agency that still exists, very bored, 50 projects. They sort of let me get involved with the overall aspect of the business. And we had a very big client um, that is a, known to be a challenge, and the account manager was not someone that they particularly cared for, so they actually asked me to manage that client. Uh, I begrudgingly did it and did a wonderful job, but it, it uh, solidified for me that I was an internal facilitator and not much of a client-facing person. Um, so I spent five years there. That's 10 years in agencies, and I decided I'm out, I'm done, and I went corporate side, and I helped a land developer sell dirt for um, second homes, which was interesting, in the middle of 2000s, when the housing economy was crashing. And I helped build the team and work with the team in a process to get the marketing events and um, items done for that particular group. I uh, saw the writing on the wall, obviously, with the economy dropping and uh, the housing market uh, going under and said, guys, I'm you know going to do what every genius person does in the middle of a time like that. I'm going to start my own business. <laughs> and so that sort of is, uh, you know, right right before we step into what, what I actually end up
0: doing, so – Wow, that's an absolutely amazing story, Judy. I love it. And it's because, I mean, you had the ups, the downs, the sideways, everything in between. You had your your initial big pivot of, uh, of just picking up and moving, um, which it takes a lot of guts there. Um, that being said, you know, there's some younger entrepreneurs or younger just um, people that are gra- just graduating college, maybe a couple years out, and they might be in the middle of some of those um, initial pivots that you once experienced. Um, now, obviously, you know, having the benefit of hindsight, um, what kind of advice would you give to you that new entrepreneur and or career person that's really just getting started out there?
1: Absolutely. I think if you're really getting started out there, you kind of need to pay your dues. I think working hard and working long hours and really engulfing yourself in the business and learning as much as you can, but then trust your gut. Um, you don't have to stay somewhere for a long period of time. You don't have to put up with certain aspects, and if you feel the need to fly. I believe that if you jump, the net will always appear if you're uh following your heart and your gut. And um I think as you as we age and get older and keep moving on with our lives, I think that just continues through our careers.
0: That's awesome. Um couldn't couldn't agree more. Uh let's uh let's switch it up a bit, Judy. I want to get into what you're doing over at Sargent Workflow Solutions. So first tell me a little bit more about the business, please.
1: Absolutely. So I'll sort of pick up with the story where I left off. So I decided to start my own business and I just thought I was going to be a freelance traffic person going in and helping when people were out of the office. And um, so I currently live in California, but spent the first eight years in my business in Atlanta. I'm going on 13 years now and um, ended up um, Basically, getting this first client was really my only sales cycle that entire time in Atlanta. You build great relationships, you do a good job, and people, you know, want to bring you on board to where they're going as they move on. But this individual brought me in, and he kind of looked at me. And he said, "Judy," he said, I, he said, "It's just a free for all." He said, the, "You know, the account people are mad at the creatives; we're blowing budgets. The the clients are mad; we're we're missing deadlines. It's, it's just horrible." He's like, "Do you know how to put a process in place?" And I looked at him and I said, "Sure." So that's how I started my business 13 years ago. So what I do is I go into either really any type of industry. I've helped mortgage in, mortgage industry, I've, uh, a, um, a, a security industry as well, but I specialize in advertising and marketing. So what I usually do is go into anywhere from a two-person up to uh, advertising agency all the way up to a corporate marketing department, and I evaluate that creative workflow process. So what is coming in, what's the onboarding process, what are the steps and stages, where do we create accountability, how do we break down the non-malicious silos, how do we get the team to communicate, how do we take the time away from those little things um, of keeping up with where projects are to allow people to do what they do best, which is whatever their specialty is. And so, as I said, go ahead.
0: I'll go ahead, continue.
1: I was going to say, as as I said, I sort of was a little bit crazy and, you know, was eight years in Atlanta and then we just picked up and moved to California and I sort of had to rebuild it all again. So it's been an interesting um, step sort of repeating what I did with an actual sales cycle now because I didn't know people here. And the interesting thing about that is that, you know, it should have been opposite. I had the referral only business before. So I think it makes it a little bit easier now that I'm actually Uh, A seasoned professional with uh, some experience and some background and then being able to step into a new market
0: So, you know, I know there's some people listening right now and 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 this is with any type of consulting um, Not just with what you're doing, but they don't always understand why they need a consultant They don't always know that things can get better Um, so in the spirit of that What are some? And this is, I just will change from um, company to company, especially size of company, right? If you're working with a small shop versus a large shop. But I also do know that um, when you're consulting for a long time, certain themes arise, um, and there's usually some pain points that you can help clients with pretty much immediately, just because they don't even know it's possible to improve. And in this case, it would be workflow. What are some um, those of those common themes of pain points that you've been able to help clients with in the past?
1: Absolutely, Uh, see them over and over again. It's those non-malicious silos. It's great employees who are really trying to do the best job they can, not realizing that they're not including other people in the team. Um, Lack of defined process, it sort of blows my mind. It seems like the bigger the company, um, Mm -hmm. the less defined their processes are. So my coming in and really creating that baseline and working with the team to define exactly what the process is for their company and for their clients. Um, Also, it's just, you know, general, Um, creating the ability to prioritize. So, obviously, if you don't have a 30,000-foot view of all your projects coming in, everybody that's working in their non-malicious silo believes that their project is the most important project, so how do you expose that 30,000-foot view for the team so that we're all working together as a company?
0: No, and, and i think that whole the defined process thing that you bring up is a really good point because it makes a lot i mean to me it makes a lot of sense in retrospect because you look at it and you know companies don't just start big typically even if they're funded startups i mean they still have to hire people right and that process typically grows organically with whatever it is um grows organically with the growth of the company and or the people that come together to give their opinions of whether uh, to put the process in place whether or not it is the best one or not I I mean, it's the one that they have based on on the, the group of people that are around. So having that second set of eyes to come out and evaluate what you're doing, um, especially with somebody who that's all they do, just in my opinion, it's just such an invaluable thing to have um, to really maximize what you're what what they're doing. Uh, so that, that process part, I love how you say the defined process. It's like your defined process. They think they have a defined process. Just to be uh-huh. clear, Judy, <laughs> they think they do. Why? Because that's the way they do things. When Whether or not it it falls into your uh, your category of divine process has yet to be seen until you go in there and start doing the heavy lifting.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And it's always sort of funny. You know, it's interesting because change is hard and and individuals are – it's difficult to adapt, especially, like you said, when you're going from a smaller company to a large company. There's sort Mm -hmm. of a sweet spot in there being able to implement the right processes or it becomes chaotic. Um, mm-hmm. But having that outside perspective, so I'm that non-emotional, I mean, I care about the team, I come into the team, and I'm part of a we, and I speak in the terms of we, and I'm actually a unique consultant where I actually come in and I help manage the project for a short period of time. I don't just say, here's your problems, because everybody, mm. they're busy doing what they do, and they don't have time to kind of stop and do it. But but 100%, people think they either have a great process or they have no clue or no idea, So me coming in and really processing change is emotional. There's a psychological aspect into it which sort of plays into the business and life coaching that I do as well.
0: That's awesome. Um, Well, Judy, if somebody is listening to this and they want more information on uh, Sergeant Workflow Solutions or to connect them, what's the best route for them to do that? So
1: the easiest way to do that is to head on over to my website, which is Sargent, and it's non-military style spelling. So it's S-A-R-G-E-N-T, and that's sergeantworkflow.com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Judah Sargent. And obviously, under my company name, Sargent Workflow Solutions.
0: Fantastic. Um, well, hey, Judy, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at... Sargent workflow solutions and to the audience as always thank you for tuning in i hope you got a lot of value out of this if you did don't forget to uh subscribe to the podcast uh, leave me a review on the apple itunes store um share this with your friends your family your colleagues i mean do all those great things we do to support our podcasters it does mean a lot to me and judy thanks again for coming on the show